The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. With Joe Biden in the White House after the most fraudulent election in our nation's history, America is now in the midst of building back better. How are you liking it so far? First of all, you should understand that while Biden may be allowed in the White House, he's far from being in charge of anything. He's a puppet of the leftist Marxist communist handlers that placed him there in the first place to utterly destroy America from within. Secondly, there would have been no need to build back better if the country had not first been burnt down and destroyed in the years prior to the stolen election under the guise of COVID, orchestrated race wars, and the BLM and Antifa riots that went unprosecuted. Also understand that build back better is simply code for communism. That's the ultimate goal, but American sovereignty must be eliminated and America must first be completely destroyed. Then a true one world government can commence under a true new world order. A big part of that is killing the American dollar, which is happening now. They want us all in breadlines, dependent on the almighty government for handouts. A record number of millions of Americans are being groomed to expect handouts now as entitlements. Today we're facing the highest prices for essential goods and services than ever before. Part of this is due to the purposely orchestrated hyperinflation that's begun, but we ain't seen nothing yet, folks. If you think $5 at the gas pump is tough, wait until you're paying 10 Gas is rationed and people are trading their carbon credits just to be allowed the privilege of buying more. And while the supply chain shortage is real, I find it strange that internal combustion car makers can't produce cars because they can't get the needed computer chips. But electric car makers like Tesla don't seem to have that problem. Do you see how everything is being manipulated to control our behavior? We're also seeing a massive food shortage on the horizon. This, too, is orchestrated by those who've seized power over our nation. Some of you may be aware of the 20 food processing facilities in the U.S. that have been destroyed or badly damaged just in the last six months. But as the Gateway Pundit recently reported, there have actually been 97 American food plants destroyed since Biden took the White House. The destruction has been due to accidental fires, unknown causes, and in at least two instances, airplanes crashing into them. You can find the complete list at thegatewaypundit.com. The article was published June 11. Things have been moving quickly this year. Most people finally woke up to the scam known as COVID. They've had enough, and they are no longer willing to comply with ridiculous government and health mandates. So the next boogeyman was the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Don't believe everything you're told about that. There's much more there than we understand. Ukraine is the epicenter of corruption for the global elites and the headquarters for massive money laundering by governments and corrupt rulers worldwide. Just because the mainstream media makes Russia the bad guy, that's not necessarily true. In fact, whatever the mainstream media is pushing as the latest thing should automatically be suspect by any thinking individual. But the Ukraine-Russia scare has faded from our TV screens, so another horror was needed to keep us all compliant and fearful. Many of you already know that in November of 21, a study was done to simulate the effects of a worldwide pandemic of monkeypox. In this fictional tabletop exercise, the outbreak was to begin on May 15th of this year. Interestingly, the first case in the world was reported May 7th, and by the 22nd, 14 nations had confirmed outbreaks. 
But on May 20th, the Biden regime announced it had already ordered 13 million doses of a monkeypox vaccine. Interesting how a so-called vaccine for this was already supposedly researched, tested, and produced to the tune of millions of vials and billions of dollars just in time for the planned outbreak. Eerily similar to Event 201, which simulated the COVID scandemic a few months before it was unleashed on the world. Monkeypox, by the way, is rare and primarily transmitted by sodomite males, but multiple sources are now speculating that this particular strain of the virus has been weaponized in biolabs in China and elsewhere to spread more quickly and cause more harm. Meanwhile, in Australia, health officials are baffled by what they're calling sudden adult death syndrome, and they're urging individuals under 40 to get their hearts checked because so many young people are suddenly dying of this mysterious syndrome as the doctors scratch their heads and can't figure out what's causing it. Note that this is Australia, where nearly 100% of the population has received two or more doses of the COVID jab, which is known to have 1,291 adverse side effects, many of which affect the heart. All over the world, young people, including many young athletes previously in peak health, have just suddenly died. But these facts are now considered disinformation by the globalist Ministry of Truth. We all know that our U.S. military was purged of patriots under the Obama administration, and under the current regime, it's been further weakened by forcing experimental DNA-altering jabs and the further embracing of the sodomite transgender agenda. Are you aware that a record number of young servicemen have suddenly died for no apparent reason after taking these shots? all in their 20s or 30s, dead from undetermined causes after being discovered unresponsive in their bunks. I'm sure the total number of dead will never be known, as the powers that be continue to hide the evidence. You should also be aware that more than 10,000 cases filed on the VAERS report database were just recently deleted by the CDC. VAERS, which stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, falls woefully short of covering all the cases of injuries and deaths to begin with, because the vast majority are never reported. Some say the number of actual cases is 100 times greater than the number actually reported. Still, VAERS does admit to 1.2 million COVID jab injuries and 27,000 deaths. The actual number is enormously greater. And now we also have a new type of fatal degenerative brain disorder with the COVID jab. The first symptoms occur about 11 days after the jab and death follows four months later. And in March, it was reported that in the UK, 9 out of 10 COVID deaths have occurred in fully jabbed people. Studies have also shown that the majority of pregnant women worldwide who were jabbed had miscarriages or stillborn babies. Still, the FDA is pushing for approval of the COVID jab for all six-month-old and older toddlers under an emergency use authorization. My question is, where's the emergency? Where are all the deathly ill children with COVID? The answer is they don't exist, but a worldwide depopulation program does. But people are starting to catch on. Hospitals, pharmacies, and state governments in the U.S. have thrown away at least 15 million doses of the Pfizer jab in the last three months because nobody wants it. So cue the monkeypox scare. And now, here we are in the midst of Pride Month, although this isn't just for the month of June. Pride celebrations, parades, and festivals go right through the beginning of the cold winter months now. 
and the LGBTQ plus agenda never, ever stops. Who would have ever thought we'd get to this point in this country? Everywhere you go, the rainbow flag is flying. Most people couldn't care less, but most are truly unaware and ignorant of the evil of this flag and the movement behind it. Let me give you some history. The first rainbow flag was commissioned in 1978 by Harvey Milk, who was dishonorably discharged from the U.S. Navy for his homosexual antics in 1955. Milk was the first openly homosexual elected official in the U.S., serving 11 months as a member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. His rainbow flag was to be a symbol of pride for the homosexual community. In 2014, the Postal Service released a stamp honoring Harvey Milk. There is also an airport terminal at San Francisco International Airport named after him. And just this past November, a now-woke U.S. Navy named one of its new ships after him. The ship was christened by a Navy veteran who identifies as transgender. Harvey Milk is considered a hero in the homosexual community, but his actual history is very telling of the intentions of the homosexual movement. He was also a known pedophile, though he was never prosecuted for it. It's widely understood that throughout his adult life, he repeatedly raped multiple young boys. One in particular, he enticed to run away from home in Maryland. This young man eventually committed suicide. Another, he enticed to run away from home in Minnesota and not tell his parents. This boy's parents did find out and they filed a complaint, but Milk was never questioned, arrested, or charged. His homosexual relationships with young boys were numerous. And this was the lifestyle of this civil rights leader. You see, the ultimate goal of the homosexual movement is to lure, entice, and groom little children, to twist their minds, rape their bodies, and destroy their souls. You can research a document for yourself from 1987 entitled The Gay Revolutionary, and specifically The Homosexual Agenda. I'll quote the first paragraph of that here. It says, We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in your all-male clubs, in your houses of Congress, wherever men are with men together. Your sons shall become our minions and do our bidding. They'll be recast in our image. They will come to crave and adore us. And so here we are. Christians, conservatives, and patriots did nothing while the homosexual mob continued steadily forward with their agenda. First, it was drag queen story time, where pedophiles would dress up in women's clothing, dance and gyrate sexually in front of toddlers and young children in public libraries, and the parents would take them there purposely. Now these events have moved to public schools as well, and drag queen contests are held in bars and strip clubs, certainly places that would normally be off-limits to minors. But little children, preschool children, are now taken there by their parents to watch and participate in these demonic activities. California Senator Scott Weiner recently began promoting a bill that would make it mandatory for K-12 students to take a curriculum called Drag Queen 101. In Colorado, a 12-year-old girl was invited to an after-school art club that turned out to be a meeting of the school's Genders and Sexualities Alliance Club, dedicated to supporting homosexuality and transgenderism. The kids who attended the meeting were told not to tell their parents what was discussed there and that their family homes may not be safe places. 
that one meeting included enough brainwashing to confuse this 12-year-old about her sexuality and create gender dysphoria. According to her mother, it took months of counseling to end the nightmares she suffered and the sexual confusion she endured after her teacher told her that she must be queer. This is happening in our public schools, and parents are often kept in the dark as teachers tell the kids to keep their secret, even as they're purposely grooming them for sexual confusion and exploitation. From preschool age on up. These are the people who now seem to own our children's minds. Parents who attend school board meetings to voice their concerns are arrested as domestic terrorists. Harvey Milk would be proud indeed. Today, the number of young people who identify as LGBTQ plus has skyrocketed. The transgender movement is huge in every area of society and culture and pushed especially hard in the public schools. Also today, 76% of so-called Bible-believing, church-attending Christians now affirm that same-sex marriage is just another alternative lifestyle and perfectly acceptable and just fine with God. Well, I have a Bible too, and I'm pretty sure God would not agree. In fact, with America's economy now in self-destruct mode, it might be a great time to start investing in millstones. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. Find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Questions and comments? Email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.